The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, October 17th, 2022, season 18, episode number 52. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, for the first time in a long time, we come in on a Monday morning, ready to talk about something other than a win. Uh, Cowboys lose at Philadelphia, 26-17. At some point in this show, we will get to our feelings on where we feel about this team. Because I've I've heard a lot of mixed feelings this morning from people, some very optimistic, some very pessimistic. I'd be interested to hear what you guys think. We'll do that a little later in the show. But let's start first where we start on Mondays. Give me the storyline of the game, Nick. Uh, Storyline of the game, Cooper Rush, you know, it looked like a backup quarterback out there for a little while. He did. He he looked like it finally. I mean, he did. (laughs) He Uh, he took your advice. Lose a game. That was your advice. Lose a game. You know, he didn't. He he uh, he had some moments there where he was trying to force the ball in there, yeah. and, and just it just didn't didn't work. Uh, but I I mean I give them credit. You know they were fighting, and uh, boy, it would have been interesting. It would have been interesting if he if it it was twenty seventeen. It was like if he gets this ball back and they go, I'm like, stadium got quiet. It was it was, yeah. was going to be. I was just thinking, holy f! Like if he does this. Wow, but he didn't. He didn't. And he, you know, he made a bad throw. Um, you know, Tyler Smith was some of the, part of that uh, that deep throw. But yeah. you know, the defense. And, and I'll let them. You know, there's other points there. But I just thought. I just thought Cooper Rush. He didn't play it like we've seen before. We, we kept saying, "Don't make mistakes," and he made some. Yeah. Yeah. I. I to me, it, it really started early when you started talking about some of the decision making. They get the third and two play, and they have a chance with the read option. They hand the ball to Zeke, and it's a gain of one. And he pulls that ball and just goes forward, then it's a first down. Now you're keeping the drives going. So from that point on, he started making bad decisions in the game. You know, And that's something that with Cooper Rush, you know, it's max protection. You got routes. You, got, you know where you need to go with the ball. You can't throw the ball behind people, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with, with him. You know, he, he'd done a really good job of when it was, okay, this is how we have to play. And he played a little hero ball last night, you know, with some of his throws. And we, we kind of get on Dak Prescott about that a little bit. You know, hey, you can't force the ball into that coverage. You got to read this. You know, you got guys that are open to this side. Why are you just going at one guy right here? So I think it started very early with him and some of the decision making. It improved in the second half with the stuff when they started to move the pocket a little bit and the boots and the waggles and things like that. The left throws were giving him an opportunity, some simple stuff. You know, the Eagles made some really good plays along the way. The tip ball by Hargrave before the half, it could have been 20-7 to at that point. You know, and that would have been a good momentum builder for the Cowboys. They max protect the deep ball that that Nick was talking Mm -hmm. about that gets intercepted. They max protect another interception. I mean, it was just kind of – they were trying to help him, but he wasn't helping himself. But I want to say this is for my point, my point for this. 
your best unit on the field didn't get a stop when it needed to get a stop. And they ran the ball on you 11 straight times, and you didn't get a stop. And I think that, to me, right there, you could say all the things you want that I just did about Cooper Rush, but the fact that the, the Cowboys needed a stop in the second half defensively when the momentum was swinging their direction and they couldn't get a stop. And that, to me, was really the when you start to talk about this game, you know, it, it, could they have brought this thing back? Sure, they could have. Philadelphia, we talked about this. Philadelphia is a team that doesn't, once they score in the second, they kind of they kind of slow down in the second half. And you caught them there. And I, I think it's just disappointing that the team that you just hang your hat on through, through all this is that defense. And they couldn't get off the field on that one last final drive that Philadelphia ran to, the, to kill the game. Yeah, as far as storylines, I mean, you can talk about the quarterback situation. You can talk about how the Eagles were able to neutralize Micah Parsons and how that affected the whole defense um, overall. But to me, the way I see this game is, you know, even though there's still a lot of football left to play, we're going to see them again in December. And I think that the way that the Cowboys were able to play, some of the things that they showed – despite the penalties, despite the mistake, despite them not stopping at critical moments, this is a very – they can compete. And this this was a game they could have won. And to Brian's point, and you kept mentioning last week how they just kind of come to a, a stopping point where they can't keep producing points and moving the ball around. Well, this team, the Cowboys team, just showed me that, you know, the Eagles aren't – I don't want to say they're not that good because they are. They're not. They're not. It's okay but, to say it. I mean, is this the best team in football? No, 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 no. I mean, is when this you're the best winning. team in football. No, they may be the best team in the NFC. I don't think they're the best team in football, that, but I think there's a very clear yeah, that, case. Yeah, no, no one cares about this. No one cares about that <laughs> because true. you're not going to play them until it really matters. Yeah. Um, and then, But I do think they're the best team in the NFC. And I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm saying that's okay to say that because I don't think that they're if, – if this is the best team in the NFC, I would be like, okay. We'll see you again. Definitely once, maybe twice. Because is it, would anybody be afraid to go play them again in Philadelphia with at full strength? I mean, I wouldn't be afraid to play them again. This team can win. I mean, they, they they beat themselves. The Eagles and Cowboys both beat the Cowboys last night. Sorry, I keep finishing. Yeah, no, no, no. no. You're that's, right. That's my point exactly. It's just like it's not this untouchable, unbeatable right. team that you keep thinking of uh, because of the way they've been playing and the fact that they've been winning every single game so far. It's just, it was it showed me a clear vision of like, okay, this, we can definitely beat their butts next time we see but, them. But they made, they made critical plays and you couldn't, I mean, the, the fourth and threes, the, you know, and it, when you look at this and Micah looks like that he's missing coverage. No, they're running picks. I mean, they had some really good designs of plays. They, they really, really did. And you're like, and then the fact that the tight end didn't kill you in this game, the quarterback running didn't kill you in this game, but they found a way to win this game. And it might be because of Cooper Rush, but they also along the way made some critical plays. And I think that's the... That's the thing you have to worry about. They put you on a lot of they put a lot of stress on you for having to yeah. try and defend them. Yeah. That's the thing I worry about. And I, you know, I, I man, I, I just feel like that you made some mistakes along the way. But man, the one thing that I just keep saying is your defense is your calling card right now. 
and you needed a stop. You couldn't afford them to drive the ball on you like that and score that that touchdown. You needed a stop, and you didn't get it. And that's the thing that's the most disappointing to me right now. It's not that Cooper Rush struggled the way he did. You know, Ezekiel Elliott played his ass off. Yeah. The, the offensive line you watch him play, it, it's not pretty with the pass block and stuff. But they didn't. The offensive line didn't kill you in this game. You know, Philly just Philly made some really really good plays along the way. Yeah, I'll say this, Nick. You said you you know you you're not afraid to play this team. I don't think the Cowboys should be afraid, but I will say this. I think they exposed yesterday what will be a challenge for the Cowboys to win a game because of. And what I mean by that is the stopping the run has been a problem for them throughout this season. We know that. This is a team that can run the ball. And quite frankly, I don't think the numbers tell the story. They had a lot of short fields. That's why they didn't get a lot of yards. I think if they had, had longer fields, they'd have gotten a lot more yards, and they probably would have scored the same amount of points. So when I, I, I would have liked to have seen that. that that's I, nice, I think but Cooper I, Rush would have liked to have seen longer fields, yeah. too. No, that, I mean, that's fine. My point, though, is I do think that – I don't think yesterday this def- – yesterday I come out of that game feeling like the Cowboys' defense is more susceptible than I thought they were. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to give up three touchdowns, and and that last one, and what you talked about it, yeah. Brian, that last touchdown, basically your offense got you back into the game. Yeah. Now's the time when if you're that defense, yeah. this is when you need to make that stop. And what did they do? 75 yards, just methodically mm-hmm. ran the ball right down their throats. And that's the part that worries me. And I've been talking about this for a few weeks now that I think the run defense is a bit of a problem. Like they they get into games and they have a hard time stopping the run at times. And until I see them consistently doing that, especially in situations where they need to, that's a concern. They they missed some tackles in the hole in the running game. And the first run, and I, I'm just checking here to see the Sanders run. Okay, Sanders had 71 yards. His long run was 13. The 13-yard run came on the very first play of the long drive. Yeah. And it was, and what happened is this is where you got to give them credit because Dallas runs what they call a slant front, and they slant everybody mm-hmm. to the right. They're going to bring a puller back the other way, and now it's a puller one-on-one on Van Der Esch and the ball coming behind him. Mm-hmm. And so you've got everybody caved down to one side. Sometimes the offense is just good. Sometimes you yeah. guess the right. Or kind of lucky. Yeah, yeah that's they're lucky, yeah. good, whatever you want. to. Sometimes yeah. they make a call, and you're like going – Damn it! They caught us in a they caught yep. us in a slant front, and we you know we're trying to like we're trying to do, but yeah, the runs were like five yards, four yards, one yard, five yards, six yards, one yard. It mm-hmm. was that kind of a running game, and you know yeah, it looked really really bad, and they just couldn't do anything about it. Not, you know? I'm not worried as much about it, but for other teams because I don't think they have that ability. I don't, they don't have Jalen hurts. You know, Jalen hurts hurt him with with his with his legs. Um, not in this game. But in the previous games, because yeah. three, three, or twelve rushes for twenty-seven yards. I mean, that's not, that, that. One of them was on a quarterback that. draw no, on nine, a third and eighteen. Yeah, nine. Yeah, you'll take that. Yeah, that yeah. was hollow yeah. yard. Yeah. You'll take that. But it was, it was the RPOs. Yep. It was the, the threat, threat of, of the, the RPO. Exactly yeah, right. what you said yeah. before we started that it freezes your team. Freezes your team, and that's and that you know you're going to play Fields in a couple of weeks. Not to look ahead, but I mean he's an. Incredible athlete, yeah. but they don't have the running game, yeah. the Sanders and all that. And I'll give I, you know Miles Sanders. I always thought that their running game was kind of tricky a little bit. They're not a power running game. They they because of the RPO and stuff like that. They ran a lot of it in the middle. You got to give them credit for that. They lost their best offensive lineman and in the second half. And see, that's the thing that's the most disappointing because mm-hmm. we talked on this show about how bad Jack Driscoll was as a tackle. <laughs> you yeah. were like. 
if he's in the game, well, good see, luck. Th- and Parsons yeah. flipped right to his see, side. See, that's what I'm saying, that you could never get him in the situation. And they realize this. They're like, listen, if we drop back and pass, Jack Driscoll is going to get our quarterback killed. Mm-hmm. And so they made the they made the concern, even if it was one yards, two yards, three yards, whatever it was, it was good enough for them not to get their quarterback hit. Yep. They by didn't go down the, the right tackle. tackle. They yeah. didn't go down yeah. hardly at all. No. They were all the passes no. were quick passes no. and the running game. Like right. that's how they moved the ball and they did it effectively. Yeah. And by the way, they had to do it cleanly. That's the key. If you're going to do that, play that kind of football, you can't have a lot of penalties. And they did it pretty cleanly. Yeah. So I said it last week. I'm like, okay, this defense needs to start off the game making a statement. But the statement was made against them. And there was something that was just off about the defense because it wasn't like they got in the game. And then as you go on, okay, they're starting to kind of embarrass you a little bit. And then you start trailing back and, and falling behind and all that. I just felt that right off the bat, like first quarter, the defense was just not playing with the explosiveness, the energy, the like something was off. Micah Parsons was like slow in, in the way he was playing. So the whole thing just didn't look right. Like their usual self, the the type of defense that they've been playing this whole season so far, the, it just didn't start that way. And I don't know why, I don't know what what happened exactly, but it wasn't like a thing that, oh, as the game went along, you got tired, your defense got tired because they were on the field so much and the Eagles' offense was just kind of draining you. It wasn't that because it just started like that right off the bat. Yeah, I, I honestly think, and you guys can correct me if you feel a different way, but I think it's the RPO off. I mean, I think it's the fact that there's so much indecision when you're playing that kind of offense. Every play, you don't know exactly where the ball's going and they're holding the ball to the last second. I mean, Hurst is holding the ball to the last second to figure out whether you're coming to get him or you're going to get that running back, and that has caused them to slow down. Like, if that is a way to slow an aggressive defense is make them have to think and make them have to think on every single play. I think well, that's exactly what happened. You know, and they're also, you know, the Cowboys, what what goes against them sometimes, I mean, what works for them is just how they have mismatches, they have undersized players playing, you know, but, but they're quicker. And then sometimes you get in a situation like this where it can work against you. I mean, yeah. like if you when you think about a defensive line that has Dorrance uh, Armstrong playing at the end and and D Law playing tackle and Micah Parsons playing in on third and nine, yeah, you're worried. But on third and two or second and four, and you're running downhill, it's a mismatch. So it's kind of one of those pick your poison type things. Like it works when it works, but sometimes you, you can no, be no. To your uh, point, to your point, when you watch the all twenty-two, you'll see that Dorrance Armstrong is an effective pass rusher. You'll also see the all twenty-two where Dorrance Armstrong is getting hooked and hooked and bullied and beaten at the point of attack. Yeah. So then you wonder why the running game. You're going. Okay, well, I see what's happening. 92's getting blocked. 99's getting blocked inside. You know, I mean, those are the things that happen to you in the running game. When you watch, you're like, well, what happened on that play? Uh, 92 got hooked. Oh, 92 got knocked inside. Oh, you know, I mean, it, those are the things that, that, that show up. Can I ask you about this? Because every time he gets a sack, it's so easy to say. Dorrance Armstrong, yeah. it's so easy to say, well, what's Randy Gregory doing? You know, yeah. like, and I get it. I mean, he's got the sack numbers. Did Gregory was Gregory a, a, a liability in the run game? I think it was a little bit more of a jump around and kind of get pushed outside kind of thing. Ball come up inside. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't a great run. Defender, no, no. The, actually, your best defender. Well, Tank is good mm-hmm. against the run yeah. to his side, but actually, uh, you know, when you when you look also too, they they have a situation inside where 
they tend to move these guys around, and I'm trying to think about who I'm thinking about Fowler, here. Not Fowler. No, uh, 99. Why am I always Golston. going? Golston. Golston, yeah. yeah. Golston is one of those guys that plays yeah. the run better because he could play. There was a couple times playing tackle that he was able to defeat blocks and get in on a play, and then when he was playing on the edge, he was able to defeat. Uh, Tank and Golston are the two best run defenders. Than anybody else that's that's on the on the defensive line but, when it comes to the ends. But speaking of the run, like Leighton Vanderesh, he has to have better vision than that because there I, there were multiple plays the touchdown that I saw, the touchdown was it, a bad one. Yeah, and there were a couple of other ones that weren't touchdowns that were just right. runs. Yeah. But it was like okay, you get this hole in the middle. And Leighton is right there, just sitting there. But he's just kind of he he loses track of like. He can't locate the ball where it's at, so now he's paying attention to like this crowd over here, and up. So there are a lot of times that it, I just felt like it wasn't Benderish to be the guy to kind of put the stop or try to make the stop there, and the hole was just completely free and empty for the guy yeah. to run. So uh, linebackers need to play better. Yeah, his his the, the the Sanders touchdown run. He the ball is going really off the tackle between the tackle and the guard. And Vanderish reads it, and he oh, jumps yeah, he inside. Mm-hmm. He's right there on the outside in position for the collision, and then something carried him inside. His eyes carried him inside. So now he's behind a stack, and then the ball comes, and he can't get back to the outside. Right. Okay. There were several times in this game where where Cowboys were in position. Uh, Donovan Wilson was in uh-huh. position to make a tackle. Hooker was in in position to make a tackle on a fill that would have been a two yard gain. It all of a sudden turns into a, a spin run and a, an eight yard gain. You know they they had to your point, Ambar. They had guys in positions to make plays. They did a poor job at finishing on some of these runs in this game. And it's just one more thing that was uncommon for them yesterday because they've been a pretty good tackling right, team when right. they had opportunities. Yesterday they were not. It no. seemed like there were a number of times yeah. when they missed tackles that, that they should have made right. and that you would expect them to make because they're good enough players to make them. Are right, we going to take our first break. We're going to come back. We'll dive a little deeper into some of these topics. We'll talk about Cooper Rush when we come back in the offense. I want to talk about this, these, this wide receiver core and whether this offense was hindered more by the quarterback or by the wide receivers and their ability to get open. We'll talk about that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? 
Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far with up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less. The satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. To the break. Limited tickets for the remaining home games are available for the 2022 Cowboys season at AT&T Stadium. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash tickets or SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Cowboys take on the Lions and the Bears at home next two weeks. Welcome back. Second segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Cowboys lose to Philadelphia 26-17. They go to 4-2. and two. Giants win yesterday, so they're at five and one. It's amazing that that win against the Giants and the way you beat them is looking more and more impressive by the week. Uh, but that team, as much as I don't know if I want to believe in them, they certainly are making the case that they are a pretty good team. You no. know, I don't know how good the Packers and yeah. the Ravens are right, right now. True, yeah. you know, and I, but the fact that they beat well the Rams, the, put the Rams in there. Yeah, too. I, they beat the Packers in London, came back, didn't take the off week. Now. Traveling New York to London is not a yeah, huge trip. Bad, that would yeah. be five hours, you know, I think. Yeah, a very easy trip. But the fact that you go over there, kind of pick up your operation, win a game, they're well coached now. And they got Daniel Jones playing pretty well, Barkley running the football defensively. I mean, they were down in that game. And it, you know, the Ravens just, I don't know what. You know, Lamar Jackson, they talk about him as being a – I know it's a Cowboy show, but they talk about him as being an MVP con- candidate. He fumbles the snap. He throws the ball in the middle of the field. You're going, what are you doing? What are, yeah. you, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, and it's just – you know, it's crazy. But strange lady is, I like to say. <laughs> I mean, it indeed is. It, and, and, they, and they'll play each other. You know, let's like forget Who? that the, the Giants, Giants and Eagles Giants will Eagles, play yeah. each other and it'll figure itself out. And Yeah, this division's gotten I mean, interesting, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, you know, and you drive in your neighborhood and there's people that have like haunted house things in their neighborhood, you know, like they got like stuff going on for Halloween. And all that. that scares me more than like the Giants. I mean, just that, just that crap. They, they're not good. They're not good. That's fine. I mean, they're five and one. Give them credit, but it'll. You are what your record says you are. Right. They're good. At the end of They the may season. not be great, but they're good. But they're good. <laughs> that only, We're going to keep saying that, and then that, they're going to be 10 and 3 when we look right. up. Right. <laughs> that only applies at the end but, of the but season. But sports is fluid. It, uh, Jock, right. Jock Taylor says all the time, I think it's the best thing he says. It's true. Sports is fluid. As of now, 
They're a good team. Now, that may change right. as the season but, goes on. But, but as of right now, they are a good team. But no five-win team has ever made the playoffs. That, that's what I'm saying. So, so, so re- Yeah, but I'm just saying right now never matters because rankings and all that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't see – I don't think that they're very good. They're not – The scary. microwave society. We want it cooked now. I, now. I, I get it. We but don't I'm, have time. We I'm don't just, have time to, to pellet grill this okay. thing. All I'm saying is, <laughs> is that I think I really believe that the Cowboys at third place in the NFC East. I think that is the best team in this division. I think mm. I, I think they are the best team it's in the David. NFC East, and I think that they're going to win the NFC East. Okay. I, really I, I think right that. now I think they're the the second best team. I do think they're better than the Giants. I don't know. There's not been anything I've seen that gives me evidence that yeah. they're better than Philadelphia because Philadelphia took it to them last night. And I know that they came back and they made yeah. it interesting, but they took it to them. And, and I don't know that there was a point in the game where I thought Dallas is winning this game. Now, the saving grace is you did that with your backup quarterback. Yeah, I, you got to feel really good about the fact you did that with your backup quarterback. The thing about Cooper Rush is that uh, he was doing a nice job of managing the game, mm-hmm. and 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 the defense was carrying him. And then the defense got in a situation where they can't carry you, yeah. you know, the, the whole time. But there's just zero running ability from your quarterback. Yeah. Just zero, like like it's not third and three, like you said, or RPO. Yeah. He, he, if he pulls he, that; it's a six com- yard gain. Yeah, I mean, he's literally, not comfortable doing no. It. That's what I'm saying. It's one of those decisions that you're, th- and he's looking at he's looking at sweat, and you know he's like, I'm looking at you, I'm looking at you, I'm still going to hand this ball off, and I get it. You hand it to Zeke, you're thinking, well, he could get two yards it's Zeke, here. yeah, he could get two yards, but he pulls that ball. It's like a seven-yard gain, and you just fall down. And now you keep the drive how many, going. How many yards did Zeke run last night backwards? <laughs> he was. Didn't he was it feel like he was like, kind of like he was like twisting backwards? He had two, and, yeah. and he had two really yeah. good twisting yeah. runs yeah. through the middle of their defense. I mean, I, I hate, he ran well last I night. I hate saying this about a guy that's been like so good, and you're like 81 yards rushing, and you're like. He ran his that, and he did. Well, that was a tough it, 81 yards. It might as well have been 161 yards. Yeah. It might as well have been. Yeah. I mean, the way that he was trying that to. touchdown was yeah. nifty, old, though. Old school Zeke. Right it was. Yeah. It was. He needed, but, but man, think about what an RPO does. Yeah. I mean, if Miles Sanders isn't just lining up running like yeah. that if it's not for the, the quarterback threat. So I think getting that back. Uh, I would are have we loved. about that? We can. Are we doing that at all? We, we will. Just what we point. saw. Yeah, yeah, real yeah. quick though, I would love to have seen Maher make that field goal. Yeah. Because I wanted to see. I wanted to see if this if the it Eagles was, would really fall apart. It was so chaotic. Yeah. We, we were we were down walking down. Yeah. I didn't even know how they got yeah. into that range and and you know it was three. I mean, if three passes in a row, right? Incomplete. All incomplete. All incomplete. And you're thinking if you get to me, I started calculating like. I'm going. They've got to kick this field goal now. They can't. Go, yeah. They can't let this thing get. Like when it was a minute forty, I was thinking, all right, get a first down or get, get close. A, kick the field goal now and go for it. Just try. Walking. Just yeah. try and just try and you know see if you can get an onside kick. I yeah. know. I will say this though, Brian. Last week you talked about this uh, defense, and I remember asking you a question: Was it the the front that made the back end look better, yeah. or was it the back end that was really that good? And you talked about the back end, and I wasn't so sold on what you're saying. Yeah. But last night I came out of that game being yeah. that secondary might be the best secondary in football. Yeah, they're going to play last night. They don't give up much yeah. of anything. Nope, like, they're going to they play are, last night. They are sure right did. there in position, and they will knock the ball down. Yeah. Like, How many times did you see balls get knocked down? Some of them were bad throws, yeah. but some of them were good throws, yeah. and it was just like those well, guys were all over those receivers. You see a little bit of the lack of the arm strength of the quarterback, yeah. too, when yeah. that ball goes to the outside. But no, not to take anything away from – they were in great position mm-hmm. really all night you know, to, with the plays they were able to make. I but think they, they – caught a break 
They caught a break. They, they, the corner falls down, you know, and they just they yeah. could not. Brandon Graham is one of those guys who will forever, when you say his name, I just think about him making one or two plays every Cowboy game that he's ever played against them. That is, that, just, is that are you talking about on the goal line? Where I'm talking about the one, the, the one where uh, CD, that would have been a CD, 60 yard yeah, or something. It would have been, a, it would have been a, the interception that, that, uh, that oh, Gardner got. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he he literally the corner falls down. That I mean, it's going to be it's going to be if the ball if they just they max protect it too, which is so, and they leave Smith one on one on the outside. You know, they leave him one on one, and that's who Grant was Brandon. Philly blitzing on that play. No, no, no. they weren't. So but if they, they were max protecting. How did he end up over there by himself? He, did they just slide everything they, every, the other way? Everything, all the blockers were to the right. They were worried about what was going on in the right yeah. uh, right side there, and they were just. They said, "You know what? Smith's good enough to hold up over here on the left yeah, side yeah. by himself." There needs to be a new rule in the NFL. Like if you get under the hood, and you say, "Okay, I, was this in or out?" and you're like, "I, I don't know," but is this a, a Sports Center top ten play? And you're like, <laughs> "Yes." Then you're like, "You know what? Let's give it to him." If we yeah. called it on the field, I'm kidding. Actually, but it's so. But it'd be well, fun. I would be fun. Okay, <laughs> well, fun. you're kidding, but I wish he would challenge the fourth and one spot with CD Lamb. Yeah, uh, you know, let's go he, there. He may not have had a good angle because he was only like six yards. Wait till you see from, the all twenty-two in the in the I'm official kidding. the official to the Cowboys side marks it as a first down. Yep. She marked it as a first. He when he extended and put the ball down, she went she went half a yard it, beyond the marker on front. And I could see where Dallas got confused because she, the way she marked it, the way she went past the marker and went up the line. So they're just like, go, let's go first. And time. then and then the other side, the other official came in short, and she went she went from going first down, first down, first down to oh. Like, like a little bit like the stock market, which oh, is the way they do it. If you notice, yeah, both on side, yeah. they kind of merge back right, toward the right. middle. Yeah. She, she, she had the better view. Yeah, yeah. she sure. had the better view to her side, and, and she's marking it. And I think Dallas got a little confused, like, "Whoa, well, she's giving us a." McCarthy's reasoning, and he talked about it in the press conference after the game. He basically said they were on turbo, and then when he talked to the official, the what he got from the official was kind of like they weren't going to give it to him. So. That's why he decided not to challenge the play. Well, they were already up at the line, too. That was something when you said they were already turbo. See, they were already the moving. Part, that's what I don't understand. How could the official, without the benefit of replay, tell him we're not changing that? That that yeah. doesn't he make said sense based, to me. Based on what the official kind of said to him, he felt that it wasn't something that they would get. So he decided to just keep going. She nice. marked it. Dumb. I don't buy that because I, I, the whole point of a replay is you stop everything. Yeah, you give them the benefit yeah. of somebody looking at it yeah. on camera and, and slowing it down and saying, "Whoa, where was he?" And by the way, from the replay we could see from the TVs that yeah. were sitting right in front of us, well, it seemed like he well, stretched this, out. Well, his Terry knee McCauley, never hit the ground. Yeah, Terry McCauley, who's the official for NBC, who they hire, said that's a first down. Yeah, he said it, and you know, so you're like going. And you're, to me, it was such an important point of the game. You're down 14. Mm. You need right, you some need kind it. of yeah. drive. You know, if even if even if you don't have another challenge left, I mean, challenge that. You just have to. You can't let that. You can't let the official. But they're they're hurrying to the line, and then the play call. You're going, why? Why? Whoa! Whoa! What are we doing? And because you know everything happens. You know, CD's trying to run a route. He gets knocked down, and you know it's all this clutter and stuff. And you're thinking, okay, we'll just run the ball then. 
You got you got Ezekiel Elliott. Just run the ball. It's like third and one. He gets it every single time. It's fourth and one. He gets it every single time. Yeah. You know, it's just that's that's well, the disappointing thing. So. Well, and it's like I said to you in the press box, is like I think a lot of times fans just they're watching games on TV and they always see a yellow line, so right. they know what a first down is. That that's obviously yeah. not there in real life. But in this case. Because it was started at the 25, the first down marker is the 35 yard. There's a line. There's the line. You see it, and he goes across of it. So I don't understand that. I think that's a terrible reasoning. If that's really what McCarthy said, that's I think that's that's terrible. See, because yeah. you're down 14 to nothing. Yeah. So if anything, call a timeout, throw yeah. a challenge. If anything, yeah. to slow this crap down. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Slow it down, exactly. and then. But but I tweeted this out. Don't tell me you trust Zeke in this offensive line if you're not going to give him the ball right. fourth and one. There you go for a. An immobile quarterback to roll right and throw it to a tight end that hasn't proven he can make a play. Now, he's getting there. Talking about Hendershot. Ball was thrown poorly. Yeah, too. I mean he's getting there and he made a, a nice catch. And I mean, the, the the team was disappointed. Obviously, you know, you look at that defensive side; they they were pretty quiet down there. And I'm not saying these guys don't don't like football or anything like that. But Hendershot and Ferguson, you know, they're they're like two guys in one. You know, they're always joined at the hip. They were like. I think you could just tell the confidence that they had of like they both played really well yeah. last night, and I think you know now what happens in the future at tight end. I don't know, but uh, well, yeah, I mean that's it's just clear. it's just a shame he, that it, he it, keeps it, losing money by the oh by the man. Game. And by the way, he might not be losing money; he just losing money here. Like there's somebody yeah. that might be willing to pay well, him he, that money. That's market, yeah, that market he, value. He's just waiting for Dak to come back. That's, that, that, that's, that's true. That, that's his guy. That will help him. That, that will help him. Yeah. All right, let's take our final break when we come back. Actually, I have a question for you guys. We're going to talk about not only that that uh, that play that we just talked about, the one on uh, where they maybe should have challenged it, Ugh. but I also want to talk about another play that was critical for the Cowboys uh, where Fowler jumped off, so got into the neutral zone. <laughs> I want to find out which play you think affected this team more uh, by the outcome. We'll talk about that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com Radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. 
The Bank of America Community Homeownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back to the break. NFL Plus gives you live, local, and primetime regular season and postseason games on your phone and tablet, game replays, and more. Go to plus.nfl.com and start your free trial of NFL Plus today. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are dissecting the Cowboys' second loss of the season. They lose to the Philadelphia Eagles 26-17. So here's my question for you guys. Which was the bigger mistake uh, in last night's game? That third and nine pass to CD where uh, Coach McCarthy decided not uh, to try to challenge? Let me, let me read the quote sure. real quick. Because right, cool. I found it exactly what he said. He said, you know, the communication was originally first down, and then we went turbo on the ball for a quick play. Then the communication, when they pulled it back fourth down with Robin on the sideline, she told him the knee down, the knee was down before he extended. So he said in his history has been when the official tells you that, it's usually pretty clear. And because they were in turbo, they were on the other side of the fence. And then he's like, from my experience, when I'm communicated by the official, I'm usually discouraged from challenging that play. So basically, it was a bad call, but given the time of the moment, that's what happened, and he just kind of went with what he was being told. Look, I understand his experience. I don't want to negate that because coaches do have to make some of these decisions based upon their experience. My thing, though, is that's what replay is for, is because of the fact that we know that referees are human. That yeah. means that what they thought they saw may not have been what they what really happened. And so, by the way, he should be watching, which he was, I'm sure, all the guys he's got up in the booth. They got plenty of assistant coaches. No doubt. They should have all been watching. There should have been somebody saying, hey, Mike, by the way, looks like he might have had that first down. And that, in that mm-hmm. situation, that should have at least triggered to him, okay, I know she said that, but maybe on review they'll see what my guys are seeing. Yeah. Somebody should have given him that information, I would think. Right? Yeah, but yeah, and, and, and why are you worried about a challenge when you're down 14 to nothing, you're going to mm-hmm. try to go for it, and you're going to go down 21 to nothing. I mean, they didn't, but in your mind you're thinking, mm-hmm. what, what? why would I not feel this way? So you're on your own, what, 35-yard line or whatever it is? Like, this is the biggest play in the game. Yeah. It's the biggest play in the game. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going to wait. Throw. I mean, I'm gonna wait as long as I can here, and then throw the challenge flag, and then and then just see. It's right. it's it's. It was too critical of a play, and that's what you always say, Brian, about yeah. knowing your team and knowing getting a feel for the game. And I mean, you're about to lose it right there. I mean, that I think it's the biggest play in the game. Yeah, I think that I think that the thing I was disappointed. I was more disappointed in the play call than I think the lack of the challenge. To be honest with you, just yeah. the, what it what they did, you know. But still, the fact that she marked it as a first down initially, 
That and then you know that's the thing about it. Did she get talked out of that? Mm-hmm. She had the best angle. When, seriously, when you watch the all twenty-two sideline, she's past the stick. Right. She's coming down the line, and then you see her start to drift because she's looking at that. Now the official on the other side, he didn't have it, the play wasn't near him. It was near her. So if there was a discussion right there, she should have said no, no, no. He reached. Still, I think you have to look at that play. Mm-hmm. Even if she, even if she told him, "Hey, the knee was down." Well, you didn't mark his right. knee down. You said first down. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, to me, if you're telling me first down, then I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge this thing. Yeah. You know, but I, I think it's I just think the play call was bad for that. Okay, fine. We didn't challenge. We're gonna turbo run it, get the first down, and then you know go from there. Mm-hmm. But all right. So that all being said, and we all have talked about how pivotal that that play was. Then you also had a fourth and four. Uh, where you got Dante Fowler getting a neutral zone infraction. Uh, that led to a touchdown. I tend to believe that Philly would have. Yeah, if, if they would have. They were trying to draw them off sides. If they wouldn't have, then they would have kicked the field goal. Probably yeah. saves you four points. What would you guys think? I thought it was huge, and I think it's very, very comparable to that other play because it, it's going to be three to nothing instead of seven to nothing. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, you know, you just got fooled. I mean, well, one guy got fooled. All it takes is one, and then the rest of them did. But everybody knows that we're up there talking in the press box. We know what they're going to do. Everyone sees what they're going to do. They're just going to run the clock down, and it's like a free few seconds. We'll see if the Cowboys or if someone's dumb enough to go offside here. And they, and he was. I mean, he wasn't paying attention, and he jumped offside. He had a pretty good game throughout. Fowler, he had a sack. He made some other plays. But that right there, I mean, that to me, that's inexcusable for Awareness, a veteran yeah. player. I agree. You know, I just I, I think that the clock was running down. They're they're just trying to get off the field, and they'd run the motion and all that just to draw. And the fact that he, he, it wasn't even like a tackle. It was just a tight end moving. You yeah. know, again, that that the thing is, you know, that that's a disappointing. You know, we talk about that you need to play with discipline, and that was the furthest thing from the word of discipline, right there. Which one do you think hurt him more? Which of those two plays hurt that hurt him more? That one, the fourth and four. I. Yeah. I th- man, I mean it's th- it, it, it's it a four was, point swing there, and it's a three point swing the other way around. But but I think I think going down three to nothing, and then if, if even if the Eagles do what they're doing again, ten to nothing, you know I I think it's way more manageable. I think that right there was was pretty big. Yeah, I I would say the the to me the the lack of discipline was big. I just think the sideline management. In that, I think you gotta you gotta know what's going on. I mean, that was a big point of the That's game true. right there. there. I mean, you gave up three points on the drive anyway, right? I mean, yeah. you gave up points. You know, who knows? Even if you have to punt, maybe they don't. I don't know. It just was one of those things. I just felt like that McCarthy. I've been. I really have liked the way that Mike McCarthy's coach, and that's hard for me to say. But I really last night. I'm like. Why did you let us down last night? You mm. you got to manage the game better than that. And 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 you could make the argument back back to the the fourth down play or the not the challenge is that it's not so much just the three you gave up, yeah. but also you need some kind of spark. You yeah. got a first down. Let's keep it going. Let's go. Maybe get Hell a field a goal. Play, you know. So yeah. what if they go down and just keep that and get a field goal, and make it fourteen to three instead? It's seventeen to nothing. So you can call it a three point swing, and maybe it was a six point swing. So, I mean, you can make the argument for both. I think they're both very critical. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, which one? Because the end result result would have been kind of the same, you know, but who, which side of the ball from your team needs that 
extra spark at the yeah. moment. So and I'm keep going back and forth in my mind as you guys are discussing this. I'm like, okay, would it be nice for the offense to kind of get going and have that tempo and momentum kind of building up? And then, uh, but then I flip back. I'm like, okay, would it be nice for the defense to start making kind of that statement and not letting them kind of score a touchdown later on? So it's just. I tell you, who I, would you say which side of the ball at that? point offense let's also be clear though. he's gone for it on fourth down before giving this offense spark the pass of the yeah. cincinnati game i True. mean he goes yeah. oh man you got to punt this ball and he goes for it throws the ball to noah brown over the middle of the field and you're like going oh man huge play right yeah. there so. i will say this though but the way the, the game was going the fourth and four we know we feel very certain what would have been the outcome they yeah. go for the field goal right. there's no guarantee yeah. And I certainly didn't feel confident. They're still on their side. Dallas is still on its side of the field. They're at the 34, I want to say. Yeah. Their own 34. I don't feel confident that even if they get that first down, even if they challenge that and get the first down, that they're going to turn that into points. Because mm. at that point in the game, the offense was not clicking. So yeah. that all being said, I know maybe that I know you hold going. off four yeah. points. I know you hold off four points. You're a third play. I got another one for you. Throw it to me. I mean, first quarter, you, you, game's still you know scoreless. And you just th- throw a pass to midfield to Ferguson to the 48-yard line. Blocking the back. And I'm sorry there. Yeah. I mean, has yeah. anyone checked on Darius Slay's back? Because, I mean, he I mean, uh, he got a huge block in the back from CD. I'm certainly being facetious there. <laughs> Two hands on the back. Uh, th- that That's ridiculous. That yeah. call, I mean, then then it was an offsetting penalties, pushed him back. The Cowboys had to punt. But, yeah. you know, now you're Reddick moving. Reddick was here. offsides, yeah. Yeah, you're, but you're moving, you know, first first down at midfield, you know, and this is the this is the second possession of the game. I think that was that was huge right there. Yeah, the only reason I don't put that one in the same category. It's not the same category. Because, yeah, because it was offsetting. So you still got first and ten. You were still at first and ten. You didn't really lose anything. You didn't get that play. You didn't know that the point – at that point in the game, how much you needed that kind yeah, of stuff. You didn't know true. it till later that you're like, man, we were close to midfield. They didn't get to midfield until <laughs> yeah. Turpin gave, yeah. you know, put them the ball at midfield. By the way, for the first time this season, in my opinion, they got an opportunity to see what a weapon that guy can be because they were kicking it. They were giving him opportunities yesterday, yeah. and I thought you saw some of that. Now, one of them got negated by a penalty, uh, but that 63-yard return, that put him in position. Well, they could only get a field goal out of it, but that He put was going to do that on the opening kickoff, too. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he could cut back. I think, honestly, I think that the blades of grass there, I mean, it, I, I, he's not used to that. You know, it was a very soft, spongy, thick grass, and, and you're, you know, you're not used to playing against that kind of stuff. And he tried to make a cut he's used, used to making, but um, I— McQuamu had a a great block on that return because they're going to try and run it to the middle. And instead, he says, I'm going to just take it up the sidelines because they got everybody pinned inside. McQuamu with a just really good one on one block in space that got him sprung out the door. This vision is just. This is a really good pickup by the Cowboys. Oh, sure. It really is. is. And and he's a a weapon. He he makes plays that you don't, without even touching the ball. We've seen some bad punts this year, shank punts and stuff like that. And and it's because of him. He's putting that on tape that you need to be fearful of him. And I think he'll he'll break one before with these colder weather games. That's what I was thinking too. You're gonna have to kick the ball, and it's gonna be short, and he's gonna come flying, and you're yeah. gonna block, and he's gonna give you field position or score. Yeah, that's the end of our show. But tomorrow we will talk about Dak coming yeah. back and what we think uh, of Dak coming back. We got a chance to see him yesterday before the game, and Doctor uh, Derek, Doctor Derek said he's ready to play. Uh, I saw his tweet. I'm, I think he's ready to play, but. <laughs> And then we heard from him after the game. 
We'll talk about that all tomorrow and tell you where we think he is and what the prognosis is as far as him coming back this week. We'll do that tomorrow. Until then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagles. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!